Thor Ragnarok is the third in the Thor trilogy and the 17th MCU movie overall. But is this one thawing high or leaving a Thor? Can you tell Darren wrote this one? I'm Mike. And I can. And this is Popscorn. Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we're talking about Thor Ragnarok. I've always been Mike. And I've always been Darren. As it always has been. Yes. Darren, um... it has always been, in my opinion, that the Thor movies, even though I love the first one, have been the lesser of the solo outings. Hmm. Would you yeah. say so? Yeah. I mean, the Iron Man sequels aren't up to much cop. He's the... Everyone hates on Iron Man 2. I think it deserves a little bit of love. It's fine. Yeah, it's great. It's not three. But I and think that's the best yeah, praise it'll get. I think Thor The Dark World is saved from the distinction of being the worst Marvel movie by Iron Man 3. Yeah, basically. But it's by far and away the dullest and the least memorable. Oh, yeah. At least Iron Man 3 had the good grace to be memorably shit. Yeah. Um, giving us something we could all point at and go, don't do this again. Yeah, and I think Thor The Dark World did the same thing, where it was just such a paint-by-numbers boring story that they kind of had to go all out for a third Thor movie. Yeah. And and from the second they got Taika Waititi, I always butcher his name. Taika Waititi, you're right. Him. second he was on board, we knew something different was going to happen. We didn't know the extent and whether Marvel were going to kind of crush his um, comedy stylings, but happy to report... That I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Go on, then. You're probably going to disagree with me. Probably. I think this is the funniest Marvel movie. You know what? I think you might be right, but I think it it will need another rewatch of Guardians 2 just to double check. Right. Because I did actually rewatch Guardians 1 recently. Right. And I do think Ragnarok is funnier than Guardians 1. Like, far and away funnier than Guardians 1. Yeah. So I think I'd need to rewatch 2 to see if Thor Ragnarok beats it. But it's definitely a contender. And here's the thing, right? Now, we loved Taika Waititi's other movie, What We Do in the Shadows. Like, mm. We liked it. If we liked it. I loved it. I, it was I know movie. you did. I, I was, it was fine. The thing. And it is sort of a quirky comedy film, as is um, last year's Hunt for the Wilder People, which yeah. I've yet to watch, but mm-hmm. it's on the docket now after Ragnarok. Um, but yeah, I was really worried about this movie, Darren, and I'm also happy to report that they actually pulled this one off. They did. It was... A big change of pace, and I think if you did actually enjoy the two previous four movies, this one may not necessarily be to your taste, because they take a lot of liberties with the character, with the canon. Um, By the end of the movie, they are in a completely unrecognisable state of play. Mm -hmm. But it's for the better, because we're moving into a new phase of Marvel now. These characters have been around for a long while. I think it was, what, seven years since the first four movie? It's something like that. I'll have a quick looky-loo whilst Michael fills for time. Yeah, no, it came out in 2010. 2011. Oh, was it 11? So, what's that? Six years since the first four movie. That's a while without a character really changing, because of all the... Of all the Marvel uh, mainstream Avengers characters, he's the one that's had maybe the least amount of change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Iron Man's had a very big arc. Captain America's had similar. Thor has maintained up until this point. That's true. So I welcome it. And Chris Hemsworth does very well with what he's now asked to do. 
Yeah, because he could always play big and strong and stuff, but now he can play funny and stupid too. Yeah. It's and it's all great. And it's a surprisingly good interpretation of the character. I think it's something that definitely stems back from sort of like later Thor comic books, I want to say, because it, it was all sort of taken instead in earlier books. But like since it's his interactions with the characters and you got a little bit of that in Avengers, the first Avengers, not like the second one. I don't think they did really play a, enough of him being a fish out of water no. in the second one. This one goes full on with the look. Is, doesn't this man talk funny comedy? But it works quite a bit. Readers, I've never just thought of the scene in Age of Ultron where he goes in the pool and sees the end of the world. Who knew that that scene was building towards this movie? <laughs> Who knew? Well, not um, Josh Whedon for one. No. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, he. We've seen him in more comedy roles outside of Marvel. Whenever he turns up in a supporting role, it's usually in a comedy. And in fact, they've been more successful than his kind of attempts to be a serious actor in serious movies. <laughs> it's true. Those that have, like the 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 hacking one and the remake of um, oh For October, that's the one. Yeah. So they they've not really gone well. So maybe comedy is the place for him. Maybe. And yeah, it's it's a departure from what he was playing, but we've everything kind of moving towards comedy. Andre the Captain America movies have really stayed truly serious. But with Guardians and Spider-Man all kind of, and Ant-Man all leaning on comedy, it was a change. They couldn't really then have all that going on and all this self-referencing humour and then have blowhard Thor walking around being semi-serious all the time. I, I do I do worry that, that this is going to sort of mark a change and turn it into the MCCU, as in the Marvel Cinematic Comedy Universe. But, but here's the thing. It's like, this character... I don't want to give away too much, but it will go through a massive change in this movie and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see the ramifications of that probably in Infinity War and Infinity War Part 2, Avengers 4, whatever the hell they're calling it. That. But I think it's fair to say that our mainstay four of Iron Man, Cap, Hulk, Thor are not going to make it out of Infinity War the unit that they used to be. No. So as a send-off, if we imagine this is a send-off for this series of movies, I think at least they went out on the best one that they've done. Yeah. Again, this... I had to re-watch Thor 1. Right. To to Because I quite favourably like that movie, just because Kenneth Branagh directed it and I really like the art direction. Yeah. And, but you watch it again, directly after watching Ragnarok, and it's just such a... It, it's not even close. Like, Ragnarok has just got so much character... It's benefited from six more years of CGI and and world building and really opening up the doors to this. Had this been the first four movie, I know that's kind of impossible, but had they gone with this wacky tone and the the kind of, this was your gateway to the cosmic, I don't think we'd be as hot on the movie. Probably it'd still not. be a good movie, but it'd be such a leap from what had come from the realistic movies of Iron Man and Captain America at that point, and Hulk as well that it would have been too much of a, of a big change. Leading up to this and kind of easing it into us into us? <laughs> Easing into, us into, into it. our eyes. <laughs> Easing us into it has worked well. And, and and everyone around him has also kind of stepped up. Hulk, I again, didn't expect comedy from, other than him lamping Loki in the first Avengers. He's never really yeah. been a funny character. But he, he works as a comedy character, both as talking Hulk and as Bruce Banner. In fact, the bit with Bruce and Thor is probably my favourite part of the movie. Really? I, I really liked it when he's just trying to calm him down all the time. <laughs> yeah. By just constantly repeating, sun's going down, <laughs> sun's going to stop saying that. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, and, yeah, Hulk, 
was another hard one. We've had such a hard time trying to find his place without the need of having a Hulk movie. This is how you do it. You just team up with whoever, and it's funny. He can do great action scenes. Um, he can be your kind of your utility man. I don't know how much longevity he has. I know that they talked about... Mark Ruffalo said what he would do with a Hulk movie, and now they're trying to accomplish that without doing a Hulk movie. That, that sounds But they've already circumvented Planet Hulk by doing this movie. So. Yeah. And, and for those of you who are looking for a Planet Hulk movie, this is not it. This is very much sort of like the Cliff Notes version of a Planet Hulk movie, as in, like, there is a planet and Hulk is on it. But it's the same thing. You could say the same thing about Civil War. You could say the same thing about Iron Man 3 and the Extremist storyline. I guess so, yeah. I, I, maybe a full Planet Hulk movie could have worked. Yeah. But we just weren't in the position to do that. That just And, and, and if it yeah, means we yeah. get some hints towards, you know, we take the really cool visual aspects of Planet Hulk and, and the big fighting arena and then the little things you'd want to see in the movie, are we really going to miss the kind of... What else is missing from the Planet Hulk story that you would have wanted to see anyway? I mean, other than the exile of Hulk from the Earth, I guess. But that's... It's implicit, anyway. It but, means you can't do yeah. planet... Uh, you can't do World War Hulk. Fine. But, yeah, I mean, he I still mean, overthrows the the uh, the Grandmaster and overthrows the... Is that a spoiler? Can't I mean, a the good guys win. Not really. Okay, yeah. Touche. Um, can I speak about the Grandmaster real quick? Jeff Goblin. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it would work. Really worked. <laughs> I should have more faith <laughs> in Jeff Goblin. Um, he, yeah, he. Oh God, he space must be a real pain to be around all the time. <laughs> Jeff Go- Jeff Goldblum playing space Jeff Goldblum, that was his character. I'm okay with that, but that was his character. He's done playing any other character than <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in this situation. Yeah, those days are gone, my friend. He's not doing that anymore. So when he turns up in Jurassic World, I'm not actually expecting him to be Ian Malcolm. He's just going to be Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. He's past the point of giving a fuck at this point. Him and Bill Murray. They don't care anymore. They'll just do what they want to do. But it was fine. They, they Taika Waititi's directing style kind of made it work. Him in another four movie, that would have been disastrous for, for both parties, I think. But no, he works here. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's He's not the standout character for me. Who is? Can we talk about him? Can we talk about Korg? You want to talk about Korg? Go ahead and talk about Korg. Okay, so I, did, I really... I remember saying to a lot of people, I am worried about the style of humour that Taika Waititi is known for working in a Hulk movie. I don't know why I was worried, because it turns out it really, really works. Yeah. None more exemplified by Korg, who is hands down one of the funniest characters in the MCU. I want more of Korg. Played by Tiger White Yeah, I don't know why I doubted him in the slightest. He no. just it's it's the it's the very because he's a giant rock monster and they give him this very soft sort of like New Zealand Maori voice and his lines are just gold. It's like this is Mick. He's got he's like some kind of weird bug man and he's got knives for hands. <laughs> just <laughs> I tried to overthrow um, my the government on my planet, but I didn't print enough pamphlets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people who turned up with a mom and his boyfriend. And I hate them both. <laughs> oh my god, the hammer pulled you off. <laughs> I've got the the best bit for me, and I was in hysterics like halfway into the next scene. It was there's 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 a point in the movie where um, Loki appears as like a vision to Thor, <laughs> and Cork comes running in after he's disappeared. Like, go piss off, ghost, and just starts <laughs> kicking the wall. <laughs> oh my god, he's a revelation again. Other than the entire 
movie working as a cohesive whole, yeah. that that character could be bad. That character could just ruin the tone of any other MCU movie, I think. But it just... It worked. And this is what I worry now. Before we get into any more character stuff, I, I worry the precedent has now been set that people who aren't Taika Waititi are going to have to direct this version of Thor yeah. and this version of Loki, which we now have to accept is what they are. And then they're either going to have to, A, turn them back into old-style Thor and Loki, or try and haphazardly make them the same character they are now, and it's just not going to go well. Not to cast doubt on the Russo brothers, because they've proven to an absolute crystal clear track record so far. But, hey, is this their type of humour? No, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not doubting them. I think what Infinity War's going to do... If, it's, if Civil War could juggle... What did we say? Was it like... 13, 14 different characters. Something like that. Something incredible like that. But it's not It's not even just giving him screen time. It's getting that character and nailing him, but then still having been able to act with Captain America and, and Iron Man and not seem weird. Because, yeah, taking taking if you hadn't watched Thor Ragnarok and you watch Age of Ultron and Infinity War and they're sticking to this version of Thor, that's going to be a hell of a leap to have to get used <laughs> that's to. That's true. That's going to be real hard for casual people. Especially from where this movie over. ends. It's going to be, oh, yeah. wow, the hell yeah. happened to you? But that is a problem for a different day. Um, Loki is back as well. No, I'm not sure. No. No, I don't no. know what that voice was. There, there's nowhere else left. I mean, I never thought I'd say this about Loki, who was at one point the best villain in the MCU. I'm not sure there's much place for him left to go anymore. No, he's kind of served his purpose. But that's that's common of a lot of villains. But he had a bit of a turn in, in the Dark World. Uh, and in fact, was probably the best part of that movie. Um, now he's just kind of spinning his wheel. He's still trying to be the trickster god, but he's kind of an anti-hero, but he's still kind of a villain somehow. He's muddled. Mm. He's, not, he's not straightforward anymore. And it's... It worked. The comp- him and Thor bouncing off each other, fine. But I don't know how he how he goes forward from here. I think there's there's actually some of the best Thor and Loki scenes in this movie, like actually yeah. showing them having this weird connection as brothers. Yeah, which is weird in such a big comedy vehicle. That and also that we haven't nailed it in two previous movies. Yeah. we've done it now. But it's just a shame that it's not as complex as it could be. It's not as good as. His power dynamic with everybody in the first Thor movie is not as good as his ruined reputation arc from the second movie. It's just, and also, Loki's here. I'm like, this very much seems like a by-obligation movie for Tom Hiddleston. It's not his best performance. They know he's a very popular character. They know they've got to work him in there somehow. I know they they kind of mentioned it quite a few years ago now, that a Loki spin-off wasn't completely out of the question. That might have actually been for the betterment. Hmm. If they did Loki, Agent of Asgard, and and, and given him something to do, hmm. flip the switch completely and make him an anti-hero, that would make him feel important and worthy of inclusion in future movies. But now he's just kind of this awkward third wheel, whatever he goes. Tom Hiddleston's still doing great. He still has great lines and great comedy. But, yeah, he, he you're right. He's run out of things to do entirely. Which is a shame. It is. I think the same could be said of um, Heimdall as well. Yeah, Idris Elba is already vocally not wanting to do these movies and it's kind of showing in his performances now. He, again, fine. I think maybe less fine than Loki was. He's really just here to be kind of a a guerrilla force on Asgard during its occupation. But he's very perfunctory in that. that. That's what he does. That's all he does. 
that's what he's there to do, and there'll be no expansion of the character past that. I mean, true, but this movie's got very much put at the forefront, and you'll know what we mean but by the time we see this movie, where the only people on Asgard that matter are Thor and Loki, basically. It doesn't matter who else is on there. Because <laughs> you weren't a fan of the Warriors 3. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, what's it? Who doesn't show up. No. Not in the movie. Well, they give Natalie Portman, like, they, they lobbed that it with one sentence, but, yeah, where the hell's Sif? Yeah. Has Jamie Alexander pissed somebody off or I something? I know for a fact it was something like her shooting schedules conflicted, um... so she couldn't make Ragnarok, but, like, sorry, guys, I can't make the end of the world. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, she might be back at some point. Hopefully I like she'll be back. Sif. Yeah, I liked Sif. But I think she would have taken... <laughs> if they do, like, a comedy thing as she comes back and she was, like, out getting, like, takeaway or something. <laughs> she comes back and, like... It's like that scene in Community when Donald Glover comes back with the pizzas yeah, and the yeah. apartment's on fire. <laughs> it's just that. <laughs> just well, do that. I suspect if they really wanted Sif in this movie, they would have got Sif in this movie. Yeah. But I think they, they purposely saw that he was going to be trouble and left her out so that she didn't steal the heart limelight from the new... Love interest, maybe? They don't really go down that route. Not really explicitly yeah. said, is it? Uh, this is Valkyrie, yeah. played by Tessa Thompson from Creed. Which we said we wanted to see more of her. We got to see more of her. And she was great. Yes, yeah, she was. She was really good. God, so much more interesting and fun than Natalie Portman. Yes. Oh, God, why did we put up with her for two movies? <laughs> we could have had this. Because she's gone. By proxy, that means all of her annoying side characters have also gone. Yeah. means all the Skarsgårds are no longer in Marvel. Which is... <laughs> uh, go back to there again, but... Yeah, oh, what's her name? Kat Dennings is gone. Thank See you Christ. later. Bye. <laughs> um, and yeah, we get in, a st- in in her place, we get Valkyrie, the kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not ashamed? She's not, not outcast. She's essentially just hiding out on Sakaar. Oh yeah, by the way, the movie takes place on Sakaar. Look it up. Um, just being drunk and scrapping things. Yeah, that was a bit weird. I didn't expect that. Oh, it was I, a nice touch, but, it was. I, but it, I didn't expect it. No, it it was it was fine. I don't think she really brought the comedy to the same extent everyone else was. No. She was more of a straight man than anything else. But in a, in a, in a movie full of so many wacky people, she was a very nice addition to that to kind of keep things chugging along and, and had some serious moments. You know, she, she ultimately failed in her task. Um, her job on Asgard, she failed at it. Isn't, you know isn't great, but she shows that that's why she's a drunk, that's why she's not particularly fussed about getting off this planet, that's why she's fine with selling people basically into slavery. Uh, but she gets a nice little redemptive arc as well. Yeah, and she's in- infinitely more interesting than any other female character in the Thor movies, because, you know, she's not Jane Foster, which is great. <laughs> just as Jane Foster gets more prominence in the comic books, <laughs> yeah. they just immediately dump her in the <laughs> They could not have fucked that up more. I uh, really couldn't have, but, oh, God, could you really, would you really want to see... Natalie, Natalie Portman haunting a Thor, no, Thor movie. Absolutely not. I'm fine with I'm fine with the idea of Jane Foster Hort j- Hort. Jane oh, Foster. That Thor. was an accidental dip into Pig Corner, wasn't it? <laughs> Slightly. Um, we haven't talked about their main villain yet. We've not. Which is uh, Kate Blanchett's Hella. Yeah. Can we have a quick dip into Pig Corner? Yeah. For an older woman, I, I think I would. You know, I've never got the appeal of Kate Blanchett. I get until it as Hella. Now. Yeah. It's the it's the the whole. Yeah, BDSM thing as a yeah. hair goes back and turns to the helmet. I'm like, I'm about this actually. I'm discovering kinks. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, okay, it's a good let's... movie for eye candy for both for for every yeah. really. It is. I mean, Thor gets his top off a fair bit. Yeah. I mean, some people are into Mark Ruffalo. Who Fine. knew? Um, yeah. It was, mm. 
She was. Yeah, out we go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She was hella good. Hey, I really wish we could have more of Hella, but obviously, that's the thing with this phase of Marvel movies that they have fantastic villains that will pretty much only be used once, which is a massive shame. I think there's hope for Hella. You think? Her, having her, and seeing her while she's gone down, it might be a bit late to make this call, having her supplant Mistress Death in a um, anything to do with... Um, Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. Could work. Yeah, She definitely. is the Lord of Death. She might not be the eternal you know, spirit of death, but she could be a good supplantation. And the death thing has always been a bit weird for me. Hmm. So have Hella there. Hella and Thanos together could be a hell that of a thing. That could be good, yeah. See what I mean? A hell of a thing. Hell of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> she's really good. You understand immediately that she's the boss of everything. Yep. It it kind of flips what you thought about Odin on its head mm. as well, which was a really nice twist I didn't see coming. <laughs> oh, God. The, the way that they handle Odin at the start of this movie is just... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's funny, immediately followed up by... Why did we pay Anthony Hopkins for this? Yeah, he really wasn't. <laughs> he was checked out a lot of this movie. He's kind of. It's, it's... This was clearly filmed in a back room of his house. That's the problem. Yeah. It looks like. And it then was on filmed. the field outside his house. <laughs> this will do, lads. No, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not going to put clothes on. Just come with me. Um, no, it, it's it's fine that he's gone there because again we're kind of transitioning away from all of what was kind of stale about Thor and Odin going the same way, but serving a purpose to make Hela that much more uh, have that much more conviction and, and a purpose for being over the likes of Ronan the Accuser, whatever the hell the elf guy was called in Artwell. <laughs> Malekith. Malekith the Accursed, um, the Destroyer, etc., etc., etc. She's so much more layered. And she has some fun moments. She's not like this dark brooding guy. Like Ronin was up until the, the dance-off in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's kind of far too serious a villain for that movie. Yeah. She has fun with her powers, and you get to see them to their full extent quite a few times. Which is rad. Really good. Um, I think that's everyone covered. Oh, Scourge. Yeah, kind of a bit of a waste of Carl Urban. Yeah. But kind of I can't say I didn't enjoy him, because I, I think I did. I think I enjoyed what he did with what he was given. It's just a shame that... We can't get Carl Urban playing literally any other character in this MCU now. Yeah, yeah, they kind of spunked him there, but he, he wasn't. He was he was a bit of a non non event, really. I mean, he got a few chuckles out of me. He Unf- got a few chuckles. Unfortunately, he had to compete with Korg, who got yeah. all of the laughs. Well, he doesn't really do anything. You know, he, he uh, he's kind of there to be Hela's henchman, but he doesn't actually kill anybody. No. Or, really do anything of substance. So it's kind of, why did you bother getting Carl Urban for this? It also, it, I, I mean, as much as we liked Hella as well, and I think the combination of Hella and Scourge worked out really well, yeah. but it was a lot of scenes of them trudging around an empty Asgard, and that was just a bit of a shame. Like I, I kind of feel like they could have been a bit more involved because, we, unfortunately, we were off having fun in space, which is, yeah. they've nailed, but I feel like we could have done better with Asgard. Yeah, watching Hella and Scourge essentially play Cluedo... Wasn't it? Yeah. Are they in this room? No, okay. <laughs> See you in four scenes time. <laughs> but no, it was... I still liked it. And again, I would happily see Hella come back. Oh, yeah. Um, right, I think that is everybody. 
just have a quick look. Oh, we do get a quick uh, Doctor Strange cameo as well. Oh, that was great. Which was very fun. Um, seeing him interact with his first Avenger was a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to see him go up against Tony Stark in particular. That's yeah. going to be a fun. I think they're setting him up as the Tony Stark of the next phase of Avengers as well. He does seem to be the one who's keeping tabs on every member of yeah. the Avengers. I would be so okay with oh, that. Oh, God, his entrance is so cool. It's so good. It's all in the Sanctum Santorum, but it's so cool. <laughs> it kind of doesn't really serve a purpose. Other than him <laughs> telling where Odin is. it's Because it, it just solves all the problems. And he just shoves him through a spell where he's like, see you in two movies. See bye. Oh, wait, no. Um, is it two movies? Black Panther. Yeah, see you in two movies. Yeah. Um, but it, it was worthwhile. It was funny. It was great. We enjoyed it. I think if, if, that's the, if that's the Doctor Strange we're getting in Infinity War and further into the MCU, I'm very happy. Awesome. I really need to praise something to these specific things about this movie. Yep. One, they got all the usage out of a Led Zeppelin song that it is possible to do. I imagine it cost them a lot of money to go and get um, the Immigrant song. Two of the best uses of that song. Oh my God. Ever. Whenever that song turns up, everything gets turned up to 11. It's so (laughs) good. Some of the shots in this, Mm. I'm going to go as far as to say, are my favourite shots from just a, a... a nerdy point of view of any movie. Hella versus the Valkyries. Yes. It's just such a gorgeous shot. And I didn't expect that from Taika Waititi. He's not ever really done special effect work. There's a bit of it in um, um, what we do in the shadows, but it's very low tech. It's um, meant to be though, isn't it? Yeah, That's it's meant thing. to look a bit crap. I didn't expect him to be such a good visual director, but yeah, oh my God, really great. great. And the final action scene mm. on the Bifrost Bridge is so cool. Oh, my God. It's so We have just... to talk about that about spo- in spoilers, unfortunately. But, we really oh, do. my God, it's good. It's so cathartic, just fun. Yeah. It's so, so lacking in Thor The Dark World. It's the fact that when that bit starts, I, I was thinking, you know, they kind of spunked Immigrant Song at the start of the movie. Maybe, and then he goes... Dun, 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 dun. Thank you. And you're like, oh, It's not like the chain in um, Gardens of Galaxy 2 all over again. <laughs> well, you, you hear it twice, but it didn't actually get to the good bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a good-looking movie. CGI was fantastic throughout. No one looked... Well, that's because it's a bit of a wacky comedy. It didn't need to look fantastic, the CGI work. That's but true. It's solid all the way through. Um, Hulk, in particular, is probably the best-looking Hulk we've ever had. Yeah, it looks believably real if that makes sense I mean yeah. for as much as a big green rage monster can look real yeah. the bits where it's him and like in Hulk's room on Sakaar yeah. it looked like he was hanging out in a room made for Hulk that Hulk lives in and he looked real Yeah, it was kind of incredible actually that like you say the comedy vehicle movie is the one that looks feasibly one of the best in the MCU so mm-hmm. far so this is the thing Yes, I'm worried for where they go from here with the character of Thor. They've saved him from what could have been just fizzling out, which is another third run-of-the-mill. Let's do Ragnarok, but do it a bit boring. They've saved him from that. I'm now a bit wary where they take him. I mean, he's only got limited movies left in his contract, unless he re-ups um, um, after um, the Infinity War movies. I'm hopeful the Russos can get the best out of him because I wouldn't want to now get this good a character in the Avengers only for it all to go downhill now. Yeah. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen. The Russos hopefully will do a better job than Joss Whedon did with their Avengers sequel. Um, But for this movie, massive recommendations. It's in the top three for the year. 
Yeah, it is unfortunately competing with its two brothers, which yeah, is... Yeah, yeah. And also, Logan as well. Yeah. It's, just, it's a clean sweep for Marvel this year. Who knew? Yeah, they're doing spectacularly well. Yeah. And DC had a good movie as well. Yeah, I'll see how God, long that lasts. If they can, if they can just, just eek, if Joss Whedon can work some magic somewhere and just get Justice League over the line, it's a banner year for superhero movies. Yeah. One that I didn't expect to be a banner year for movies. I, I, I had faith in Spider-Man Homecoming, but I was like, Logan, we, we've already played it every way you can use Wolverine. Wrong. <laughs> Wonder Woman, I don't rate Gal Gadot. It's going to be awful. Wrong. Um, Thor Ragnarok, that could go any which way. That could be a complete failure. Wrong. Hopefully we're wrong about the Justice League. Hopefully. Huh. <laughs> uh, we'll Fourth see. time's the charm. Come on now, lads. So yeah, if you haven't already gone and seen this, go and see this movie. It's a great laugh. And just to confirm, even if you've not seen any of the other Thor movies, good news, you don't really need to. Because this one's like very easy to follow. As in, uh, I took my girlfriend to see this movie when we all went to go and see it. And she got everything because, you know, it's not hard to follow. She hasn't seen all previous Marvel movies? I'm working on it. Mm. I am working on it. Good. Okay. But like we watched Thor 1 after watching Thor 3 and she was like, yeah, this one was shit compared to, <laughs> compared to Thor Ragnarok. Like, has it? No, it really has an edge. Well. I remember getting excited about Hawkeye turning up for 20 seconds in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Well, I didn't even know. The first time I watched that movie, I didn't even know it was Hawkeye. It didn't occur to me that a man with a bow was walking. Like, oh. It's a weird way to take oh. down a big burly dude. How okay. times have changed. Indeed. Spoiler alert! Right. Um. So it leaves <laughs> us in the weird position for Infinity War, right? Because also, also they've done a really good job of not spoiling the big surprise in this movie. Well, surprise is, I guess you want to call uh, it. Of uh, Ragnarok itself? Okay, three surprises then, I guess. Okay, they kill off Odin. Com- yeah. Completely. Odin's gone. I that wasn't massively surprised by that, but having it happen so early and so kind of just such a non event, by design a non event. He doesn't die in a heroic death or, or get to do something legendary in his way out. He just becomes dust. He doesn't know on Kenobi and just becomes you know, just one old with the world. Yeah, he's just old. Um yeah, they kept that on the wraps. That didn't get spoiled for me at all. No, I didn't think it was. The second thing that they did is they did a lot of shot in the in the trailers where they've replaced backgrounds and details mm. or not added details in, as it were. Yeah. So Hela is pretty much arrives the second Odin dies. Yeah. In Norway, he said with massive air quotes. <laughs> not fields in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> not room in Anthony Hopkins' house with the green screen in. Yeah. Um. So that was an interesting surprise. But the biggest one, the biggest one is probably what they do to Thor. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, he's got an eye off. (laughs) Oh, he's got an eye off. Well, it's it's got precedence in the comic books of kind of the, the, um, the three ages of Thor in that one comic book. I don't know what it's called. Um, but the elder one has his eye missing like his father. Basically, the king, it's Thor, king of Asgard now. That's the one, yeah. And that's, that's cool shit. I didn't think it's, I'd want it now, but I want it now. It's a nice change. I like it. I mean, it's not going to add up to much. You just got less depth just, perception. Just doesn't have a hammer. No. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, but that was in the trailer. That was gone. We but saw me up, but it's a case of... I thought of, he'd be back. Yeah. I thought there'd be like a biggie, like, pair up the thunder, and then he would just reform his hand or some shit. Mm-mm. Nah. He gone. That's kind of limits Thor a little bit. That was kind of what made him unique. Yeah, I guess. In, in that respect. Does he need it when he's... Emperor Palpatine in his way through literally hundreds of dudes? No. I suppose they don't have any electric people in, in the Avengers. No, I do guess they? 
No. So. so he's the he's your elementalist, so that's fine. Um, and uh, that gives him like he can go and get other weapons that he's been known to have. Like he's got a mace at the minute or something in the comic books. Something like uh, yeah. Well, Jane Foster Thor's using a mace. No, um, Jane, no, Jane Foster's got Fjolnir. Oh yeah, of course. Thor's yeah. got like a mace or like a like an axe, and it's an axe, the, big old fucking axe. Yes, he's got a battle axe. Then he had that one in the Ultimates that was like half hammer, half axe. Yeah, I, I'd be happy seeing that. I think that could work. Yeah, we can go and get that. Um, but he might just keep the two swords he got from Sakaar, really, because that okay, they, that worked. They were very cool. They did. They did make a make an impact. Um, yeah, and they also. I was worried about Ragnarok because I was like, right, this is where the what's the two stones that are left? The... Oh God, is it oh. is it soul? Soul stone? It yes, must, it is the soul stone. Must be the soul stone. Why was I thinking something different? Before we knew the time stone was in Doctor Strange, yeah. I thought for the world we were going to get the time stone in Ragnarok, and that was what was going to stop the apocalypse. With that out of play, I was like, well, how are they going to get out of this? It's probably going to be some Deus Ex Machina thing that does it. Mm-mm. They they take a more they take uh, the actual Norse um, iteration of what Ragnarok is, which is not the end of the entire universe, just the end of Asgard. So they stuck to it there, but I didn't see it coming. I no, thought they'd I get out of it, but the fact that they actually did basically detonate it themselves, yeah, and kind of just accept, okay, we bring Serta, yeah, Serta, played by Taika Waititi and voiced by uh, Clancy Brown, um, Mr. Krabs, yeah, <laughs> and the Kurgan, the Kurgan. Um, they kind of unleash him so that he and Hela can kind of take each other. That was a very nice thing. And making the Asgard now like a nomadic people. Um, in the comic books, I think they land in like Wyoming. Yeah, they something. reconstruct Asgard like a, above Ohio or something can like that. Can they build it on the moon? And can we get the next movie be Thor ethnic cleansing? Or <laughs> <laughs> just going through. Have you tried the Inhumans? No. Oh god, it's nowhere near as bad as any. Sorry, it's much worse than anybody <laughs> oh, made it out to be. Seriously, no amount of what has been told to you about how bad it is can actually truly prepare you for how bad it is. I, I, kind I of... made it to the first ad break of the second episode before <laughs> abandoning it completely as a waste of time and life. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst thing. Oh, it God. is magnitudes worse than than any other Marvel property you care to name. It's three times worse at a bare minimum than Iron Fist. Okay, Drink no, that's, that's that strong in. words. Drink that in. There is nothing good <laughs> at all in the Inhumans. I cannot stress that enough. So, Thor ethnic cleansing was a 4-4 movie. It's cool. Well, we're recording this at a time, we'll be talking about this in another podcast as well, where it seems like Marvel might actually do the deed and buy Fox? Let's leave that for the end of the episode, we'll get into that. Yeah, I'm just saying that, that if Thor Ethnic Cleansing became a movie, it's essentially just getting rid of the Inhumans and paving the way for the X-Men. No mutants, no, <laughs> no, no knock-off mutants, no, no, bye-bye. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, right, what have we got left to spoil? I mean, obviously, like the the end credit scenes involve um, Thanos' ship turning up, yeah, coming coming right at Thor. I'm okay with that. That's that's a that's basically a start of um, Infinity War. We know that Thor ends up with the Guardians. I imagine it's going to oh, be that's a, gonna be a fun time. It is. That's going to be so good. Oh yeah, this Thor with the Guardians. Yes, that's going to be a hell of a thing. Um, 
Oh, so I presume we're going to open with... Maybe that's what happens. Maybe Loki gets killed in the opening of, of Infinity War. Now, that would be cool if, like, he tries to bargain with Thanos for his life and Thanos is like, nah, son, boom. Bye-bye now. That would be um, good, actually. That could be a way to get Tommy to snare at things. Because I imagine, again, his contract's coming up soon. There's no easy way of writing him out. Um, so that's an interesting thing. Um, the, yeah, the fight on the Bifrost at the end. So fucking cool. Oh, it's so good. It's up there with easily one of the best fight scenes in any Marvel movie at all. I think the image of him, like, sort of, like, doing the the ground punch, like, sparking with lightning is almost as good as the round group shot from Avengers. Oh, absolutely. You get, because you get kind of Heimdall and and, um, Valkyrie coming from one side of the bridge. And Thor coming from the other side, kind of like crushing in the, oh, yeah, the kind of Hulk's beating the shit out of a dog at this point. Yeah, Hulk's dealing with a wolf and just beating <laughs> the piss out of him in the water. That's such a cool fight. And then Scourge Does jumps he just in with the, the dog over the edge. Is that who he? Yeah, wins? yeah. He <laughs> yeah, just chucks that fucker. Bye bye. Yeah, your name's not down. You're not coming. <laughs> It's so good. It's so much fun. It's it's like they literally took all of the fun that was meant to be in Dark World and just added it into the fun that's already here. So, so good. So much fun. And, and to think we could have had two movies worth of this level of fun with gods. Mm. Um, it, it's kind of disappointing that it makes Dark World, if anything, worse in retrospect. Yeah, probably. But um, still not as bad as Iron Man 3. Because no, nothing, nothing can as be. bad as Iron Man 3. Except for the Inhumans, which again, <laughs> much worse than you've been told. Um, the awesome cameos. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't get Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum on the same screen at the same time. No, we got in the same movie. That they're in the same Park, movie, so. but they're miles away from each other because they have the little scene where it's basically Loki's version of Loki's death. <laughs> where he's the this amazing person with Matt Damon <laughs> as, fake, as fake Loki, which means we're now not going to get Matt Damon in a Marvel movie. I can live with that. Which is, it's kind of a thing. Um, yeah, they have... Which everyone... I remember people in their party were like... It's Luke, Hem- not Luke, the other one. Liam Hemsworth playing Thor. No, it's actually Luke Hemsworth, the kind of third the wheel. The other Hemsworth, one. The one that's in Westworld. Yeah. Um, playing Thor, and then Sam Neill is Odin. It was a fun little scene. I, di- I didn't, you know, I didn't expect it, but it, it was quite yeah. nice. Um, what was what was Stan the Man's cameo? Uh, he he was the guy on Sakaar who, like, did the haircuts. Cut his hair, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. I thought we were at least going to get a shot of him getting the piss beat out of him by Hulk or something. I, I thought, because I don't think we're ever really going to get very into him, especially if Thor's coming to an end yeah, in, which is in a the shame, MCU. Really. I mean, no, it's not. He's a giant horse face. I man. like Beta Ray Bill. But as a cameo, it could have worked. But no. I, I think I just I just really want the Annihilator set up, which would unfortunately mean bringing back around the Accuser, but yeah, whatever. Mm, no. The Annihilators is so cool, honestly. Look it up. It's the best. <laughs> Fine. Fucking team of gog killers. It's the best thing. Um, and yeah, this uh, also, I uh, just get the feeling they kind of maybe got word that Zachary Levy was going to DC to be, um, <laughs> yes, to be Shazam. Because that fucker gets killed so quickly. He doesn't get a line. He's no. just there. He's just, and then he's just got a sword run through him. He's like, oh, okay. All the warriors free. Turns out they were bitches the whole time. <laughs> Who knew Hogan was the strongest of them? I know, three? I know, I know. Oh, God. He um, actually gets a scene. The other two just get run through immediately. Like we, oh, it's, again, I think they got word that he was leaving. <laughs> Can you imagine being sent that script and just going, so I've got half a line. That's nice. Likely to be cut as well. Fantastic. <laughs> um, 
I must say, he wouldn't be my first choice for Shazam. And I like Zachary Levy. I'm a big fan of Chuck. Yeah, you once said you're the Chuck guy. He so. wouldn't have been my first choice. No. John Cena would have been my first through 10th choice to play Shazam. Yeah. If you think of a suit, what, what a kid would want to look like if they think of a big and strong person, they would think of John Cena. And it can be John Cena and The Rock playing against each other. Which could be kind of which cool. Which could be course. quite cool. Um, but no, Zachary Levy's going to have to gain the gym for the next six years, maybe, to get to the size of, <laughs> yeah. of, of, He's going to be in the gym up until the release of Shazam. It's going to be a quivering mass of steroids at the end <laughs> and still be half the size of Johnny Workrate. It's no good. Um, <laughs> right, let's talk real quick about the hot gossip that we kind of called. Yeah. When Stan the Man told us that maybe... Fox and, and, and Disney were talking. We thought maybe just by getting the X-Men back. Disney are coming for the whole kit and caboodle. They're just not getting X-Men. They're getting everything. Now, you posted a, a smart idea. why might, We're all blinded by X-Men and Fantastic Four, and that's why they're doing it. But you came up with a, a kind of subtle reason that might also be interested in getting 20th Century Fox. I did, yeah. Now, you got to remember that, that this is not Disney's biggest movie this year, if you can believe that Guardians wasn't their biggest movie and Spider-Man wasn't their biggest movie, even though that was... Um, Sony as well and neither is this Star Wars is their biggest movie this year Mm -hmm. but more importantly the distribution rights for A New Hope still belong to Fox and indefinitely do belong to them until another agreement can be reached the distribution rights for Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi have actually reverted back to Disney now Mm -hmm. Disney can now do whatever the hell they want with that movie but they still have to pay Fox a fuck ton of money to do anything with A New Hope so by buying this up, they can blind everybody with the PR that the MCU is getting bigger because we're getting the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, please, just can we have a Fantastic Four movie directed by Brad Bird, please? Thank you. Oh, That would be the best thing. Yeah. But more importantly, I think it's a big play just on the Star Wars franchise in front. Makes sense. I looked up because I was like, what else does 20th Century Fox have? Because when they brought Lucasfilm, we all knew they were only after two things. Yep. Mainly Star Wars, but also kind of Indiana Jones as well. With Marvel, we kind of knew what was happening there. I, I wanted to look up the specifics. They own Alien, um, which is one thing, and they own uh, they own a few other things. They own Ghostbusters. Um, but the one that got me, which I was like, oh, God, he's going to be a Disney character soon, which means coming soon, potentially, to a Disney park near you, you'll have Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Donald Duck, John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> I would go and see the Die Hard stunt show at ah! Disney. That would be the best thing ever. <laughs> John McClane's going to be a Disney prince. <laughs> you could see him on his own float that's just like a tower on fire and he's just like dancing to... Mickey Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>